Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. All right, back here on a Wednesday after we just heard from Bills head coach Sean McDermott live from down here at One Bills Drive, Sal Capaccio. That's where I am, Sneaky Joe DiBiase in our Amherst studios. Uh, McDermott talking about practice today and mentioning that everybody on the active roster will participate in some capacity. It is a walkthrough. We also know that Kyer Elam has been activated to the roster. They did have an open roster spot. No word on Daquan Jones yet. McDermott said they'll see where that goes throughout the week. Of course, there would have to be a corresponding roster move, but he also said, good news, that A.J. Epinesa and Micah Hyde are both improving. Those are the words that he used, Sean McDermott, a little while ago. Right now, we're going to welcome in our good friend, Evan Lazar on the West Her Hotline to talk about the Patriots. You can find him at Easy Lazar on X slash Twitter and, of course, at Patriots.com. Joe, I just realized we are having Evan on today not only to talk about the Patriots, but it's also a night in which the Sabres play the Bruins. And Evan's a big Bruins fan uh, out there in Boston. So, Evan, welcome in on a uh, dual Buffalo-Boston next few days here, I guess. I I feel like Bruins fans take this day off, though, Evan. They probably know what's or feel like they know what's going to happen tonight. I, the, the Bruins do have the Sabres number, and I, I looked at the schedule and I saw that that game. I was like, ah, oh, this game was on Saturday, then we could have done the little double dip yeah. while we're in Buffalo, you know? So yeah. missed it by a few days, unfortunately. No, but you know what? The Sabres did win in Boston earlier this year, Joe, and they won in Boston yeah, last year. That's true. But but in large, I think I, I actually looked this up the other day that like their record against the Bruins during this playoff drought is. It's I don't have it off the top of my head, but it's like the worst record by any team against another opponent, like in the NHL wow. in the last decade, something like that. So I, I, like I that. would say this, Evan. <laughs> I'd say this. I think to try to tie this into football, the Bruins this year kind of remind me of what the Bills are, which is I don't care what kind of regular season you have. If you don't get to the ultimate goal and hoist a trophy at the end, it was not a successful season. Is that basically the way it is after what happened last year with the Bruins? Yeah, absolutely. I think a lot of people in Boston with the Bruins are kind of out on the Bruins until they prove them otherwise, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Like, obviously, everybody's still paying attention and going to games, but uh, nobody can really be confident or have faith in the Bruins at the moment. And I would say uh, to a lesser extent, but also somewhat true with the Celtics, too, you know, until either one of those teams finally gets over the hump and, and wins a championship, uh, then I don't think anybody in Boston's going to. Uh, count on them uh, to succeed in the postseason at a high level. So uh, we'll see what happens. Obviously, the Celtics have the best record in the NBA, and the Bruins are right up there 
in hockey, they've been on a little losing skid here recently, so uh, they might have dropped out of the top spot. I'm not, I'm not sure, but uh, both those teams were at one point uh, leading their respective leagues in, uh, in, in points and wins, obviously, in the NBA. Evan, is this the last game Bill Belichick's going to coach against the Buffalo Bills, at least on the sidelines for the Patriots? It's definitely possible. I, I think that there right now is a little bit of uncertainty about Bill's future just because I would say that the last couple of weeks of the season and, and maybe the last few weeks since the bye week for the Patriots have really been about uh, Robert Kraft kind of doing an audit of his, his team and of his organization to find out what are truly the, the biggest reasons for their 4-11 and record and is it Bill? Is it the program? Is it uh, personnel? Is it coaching? You know, all those types of things. And if it all comes down to uh, the, the things at the top, you know, personnel and coaching, then obviously that all falls on one man's shoulders, and that's Bill Belichick. So at the end of the day, I, I think that it's easier said than done to say that you're going to fire Bill Belichick or move on from Bill Belichick. And I'll kind of believe it when I see it, just because of his stature in the organization and football history. It's it's really hard to imagine them parting ways with him until you really have that, that moment of clarity where you know, Adam Schefter or somebody tweets, you know, the Patriots are parting ways with Bill Belichick in a couple weeks. Yeah. The, the, the other scenario that you hear a lot, and I think you've just mentioned it, like personnel decision-making, like, I don't know, does Belichick feel like in the past maybe this was a no, but maybe it's different that someone that – would be open to someone above him that has kind of got control on the roster and he can just focus on coaching? Like, Do you get a read on whether he would be open to that? Uh, I don't think he would be simply just because I, I think at the end of the day, it's, it's kind of not here nor there because he's going to be the one coaching those players and putting those players into his system anyways. So if you look at Bill's tendencies of how he likes players, you know, just to use a, a, a clear example, at linebacker, they love those Jawan Bentley, Dante Hightowers, you know, those big 250, 255-pound linebackers that can take on blocks and eat up space in the middle of the defense. But the problem is, is that those guys are going a little bit extinct in the league, and there's a lot more Matt Milano's running around out there instead of those big linebackers. So if a GM comes in and he drafts one of these modern-age linebackers, is Bill Belichick going to play him? Is Bill Belichick going to make him into a safety uh, like they're doing with their third-round pick, Marty Mapu, who is a linebacker in college but is too small to play linebacker in this system? Those are the types of things that I, I think it makes it difficult to pair Bill with the GM because ultimately Bill is going to play the players that he thinks are best for his team to win football games. And that might not be the vision of the general manager. And if it is the vision of the general manager, then not much is really going to change. Yeah. Real quick, just while we're on the, the big picture with new England, before yeah. we get to Sunday's game, like how much do you think whether he's there or not affects what their plan is at quarterback? I mean, they are at the moment, they're not in the top two. So Let's just hypothetically say they're not in that Caleb Williams Drake May territory. What do you think's more likely? Like, do they, if Belichick is still there, like, would they go with a rookie and even one of the non-top guys if he is the coach? Or do you think they could? I mean, I don't think Mac Jones is an answer to this, but maybe he could be Zappy. Or could they go veteran? Like, what do you think his being there impacts the quarterback future? 
Yeah, what I find fascinating about how they've handled the quarterback position is that they went for sustainability, obviously, by drafting Mac Jones in the first round and thinking that they would have this guy for at least the next four or five years, if not longer, if it worked out. But with Bill being 71 years old, I just find it fascinating that he showed absolutely no interest in a Lamar Jackson or an Aaron Rodgers or somebody of that ilk that could just come in and be ready to go right away. And at 72 years old, even if you envision a world where Drake May is a much better prospect than Mac Jones, it feels like hard to believe that he has the time or the patience to sit there and develop another guy and wait until you're really in a Super Bowl window. Like you guys know, Josh Allen, great prospect coming out in the Super Bowl window really didn't start until year three or year four. So at that point, Bill's going to be, what, 75, 76 years old? It just I don't see how the timeline lines up for Bill to go into the draft again and, and start over with that quarterback, even if that might be what's best for the long-term future of the organization. Let's just play it out and say they do move on from Bill Belichick in whatever manner that is. Is it as simple as Gerard Mayo becomes the next head coach of the Patriots? He definitely has the inside track. I think the only way that it's not Mayo is if the Crafts feel that the public perception of that move is just going to outweigh what they feel about Mayo, meaning that the fans are just not going to be on board with it and the media is not going to be on board with it and uh, there's going to be a cry uh, of what the heck are they doing, you know, sort of thing. I think the main reasons would, would uh, against Mayo are obviously his inexperience as a coach. He's only been doing this for four or five years. I think 2019 was his first year on staff, and he's never actually called the defense. He's never actually run the defense by himself. And Steve Belichick is the defensive play caller, Bill's son, and then Bill's still here. So how many, how much of a impact defensively is Mayo really having? He has never really run his own defense. And then on top of that, he's a Bill disciple and a defensive head coach. So those are a bunch of different boxes that I don't think people around here necessarily want the Patriots to go in that direction because they want an offensive-minded guy. Uh, they want a, a guy that isn't, part of the tree uh, given the failure honestly of the Belichick coaching tree I think a lot of people are afraid of you know him being a Matt Patricia or him being a Josh McDaniels or Joe Judge and uh, that that I think would also not necessarily go over well with the fan base so I think that Gerard Mayo is a tough sell uh, right now to New England like everybody here when we talk about head coaching candidates, wants a Ben Johnson or somebody like that, right? This, you know, mm-hmm. new offensive minded guru, young guy, uh, things like that. And uh, Gerard Mayo just doesn't necessarily fit all of those. Uh, you know, he's younger, he's more of a player's coach, but he's not on the offensive side of the ball. What about Sunday, quarterback wise? Bailey Zappi, right? I'm assuming he's going to start. What have you seen from Bailey Zappi yeah. since he's been inserted into the lineup? Yeah, it'll be Bailey Zappi on Sunday for the Patriots. I, I, I think the biggest things with, with Bailey uh, over Mac at this point is, one, uh, clearly uh, just oh, a lot more poised and a lot more composed in the pocket. Mac Jones, uh, towards the end here, especially against the uh, Colts in Germany, just looked like he was completely flustered and uh, mentally broken standing in the pocket against pressure and uh, facing a ton of pressure against the bad uh, behind a bad offensive line uh, has really taken its toll on him. And I think Bailey Zappi has been more willing to stand in there, more willing to move around in the pocket. He's definitely more agile or more nimble with his pocket movement. So he can dance out of some pressure or buy himself some time by finding air in the pocket. And that's allowed the plays to 
continue and extend a little bit longer than what they had with Mac Jones, and that's led to more explosive plays. Bailey Zappi has had a lot more plays down the field in a short period of time than Mac Jones did over his 11 starts. Bailey Zappi in four starts already has 12 20-plus yard plays. Mac Jones had 15 in the entire season that he was the Patriots starter. So they're a more explosive offense, and they're a little bit more less turnover-prone right now with Bailey Zappi just because I don't think he's as sped up and as flustered by pressure. And it hasn't been significantly better offensively in terms of the, the bottom line, points, yards, things like that. But it just looks a little bit more functional uh, based off the eye test. And I think that those explosive plays are the main reason why you're at least seeing them hit some big plays down the field and, and put some drives together now. Has there the run game complement while that's all been happening with Ezekiel Elliott in there instead of Ramondre Stevenson with his injury? That has that been able to hold its own? Like how much of it's been that Zappy's kind of helped improve the run, the pass game versus how much has the run game kind of held up? Yeah, I would say it's more Zappy in that respect. You know, since Ramondre Stevenson got hurt, the run game has really not been as effective. Now, in Zeke's defense, a lot of that is, is because teams are game planning to run first against New England, and uh, they're running a lot of like run blitzes and stunts up front to try to get in the backfield and try to throw off their blocking scheme. So uh, they're attacking the line of scrimmage defensively, which has opened up a lot of the passes that Zappy has made down the field. Uh, which he deserves credit for making them. But, you know, when you're getting single coverage on the outside constantly because they're more worried about the running game, you know, those opportunities are going to present themselves a little bit more. Uh, Zeke has been good as a receiver. I had that big game against Pittsburgh as a pass catcher at a touchdown last week uh, coming out of the backfield. So that's been a bonus for them. Uh, I think that maybe they weren't expecting out of him. But in terms of running the football, it's been tough sledding for the Patriots. Uh, since Zappy took over, and I think that more so coincides with Ramondre Stevenson getting hurt. All right, so where does that stand? And I also read earlier that um, Belichick, your colleague over there, Mike Reese, I think I read his tweet where he said that uh, the team was going to go and move practice indoors today. They have a walkthrough, like here in Buffalo, partly because I guess Belichick said they are a bit banged up. So give us an update on where that stands with Stevenson and others who are dealing with some injuries. Yeah, look, uh, last week the Patriots ruled out well, four, five guys, and then they placed Connor McDermott, their top swing tackle, on IR before they even made the trip to to Denver, right? So that they've got former Bill, by the way, yeah, former Bill, yeah, yeah. So uh, guys, uh, you know, the big names on that list are uh, Jabril Peppers, uh, who's just been excellent for the Patriots, kind of a, a one of the few bright spots for this team uh, playing safety for New England. Uh, he has a hamstring issue; he didn't travel last week. Hunter Henry didn't travel last week. And then obviously Ramondre didn't travel last week. So those are three really big games for this team. Hunter Henry has been their most reliable pass catcher. He was leading the team in receptions uh, before he didn't play last week. And Douglas, uh, DeMario Douglas, the rookie, passed him. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson's obviously your lead back. And Jabril Peppers has been one of your best defensive players all year. Uh, so those three guys we'll see out at practice today. But I think uh, definitely a shorter practice, a walk-through tempo indoors. I think the Patriots are going easier on the roster here in Week 17, and uh, it's a big one uh, with, with Henry. I, I would say, you know, Ramondre has a high ankle sprain, had a, a hip drop tackle situation against the Chargers, and uh, I don't think that he's going to be back this year. It's probably not worth risking it uh, for the Patriots, but uh, with Hunter Henry, I, I could see him uh, coming back this week potentially more of like a, a stinger bone bruise situation on his knee, taking a, a low hit. 
against uh, a few weeks ago against the Chiefs. So I think that that could potentially be a guy that comes back. But those are three big names for New England, three key starters, and and all three of them uh, didn't even make the trip uh, last week, didn't even travel. So they, they weren't even close to playing against the Broncos. Did they put Stevenson on IR? And if so, they didn't. How come? Uh, no, they haven't put him on IR yet. Um, my guess is, is that they think that there's a chance he could keep, he could play okay. again. I just personally don't think that it's worth the risk uh, for a running back, right. especially uh, to put him back out there uh, on a bum ankle uh, for a 4-11 and football team. It just doesn't really seem to bode well for them. I, I, I would assume that even if it's another coach here next year, that a guy like Ramondre Stevenson is going to be part of the solution to the Patriots' offensive problems, not somebody that's going to be out the door. So I, I would expect him to be here next year on the last year of his rookie deal, and you don't want to run him into the ground on, on a bad ankle. But uh, they haven't put him on IR, and uh, they haven't put uh, Henry or Peppers on IR either. I, I wouldn't rule out Trent Brown uh, maybe being out of this game as well. He, he only played – about 27% of the snaps last week and, and did not look like himself and has been a little bit of a malcontent on this team right now, frankly. So uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they're down to Vidarian Lowe at left tackle, which has been a big concern as well. All right. I know you got to go real quick. Just want to ask you this because we've gone through this in Buffalo. Are Patriots fans rooting for losses? <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, we. Hmm. I can't tell you, Sal, how many calls, how many emails, mm-hmm. how many replies – uh, we had after the Denver game with people furious that they won that football yep. game. Like, just absolutely right furious. <laughs> and uh, I, I think the same thing against Pittsburgh as well. And at the time when they beat the Steelers, I said, all right, you know what? Like, they had what, lost five straight games. They were still holding on to the second overall pick because they were at a two-game cushion. And, and, like, it's okay to feel good about a win every once in a while, right? Like, if you go 3-14 and 14 instead of 2-15, and 15, like, what difference is it really going to make at the end of the day? Uh, but now that they've strung a couple wins together, it's if you're into Team Tank and that's your thing, like, yeah, yeah they're in jeopardy right now of dropping out of the top five if they keep winning games. And I, I don't know about this mm-hmm. week against the Bills, but uh, they play the Jets here next week in Week 18, and that might be Bill Belichick's last game as the head coach of the Patriots against the team that he loathes that they've beaten, I think, 16 straight times. <laughs> so nice. uh, the odds are that they're probably going to win that game against the Jets. And so now you're looking at – a you know a five win season uh, instead of what looked like a couple weeks ago like a three or four win season and that that could make a big difference come you know April uh, in the draft like that could be the difference between two and six uh, which as you guys know is is a pretty big difference you know mm-hmm. so uh, I think that a lot of fans I'd say ninety five percent of the fans are mad that they beat the Broncos and are not happy about it yeah we've we've lived that. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Before. I've been mad plenty <laughs> yes, of times for similar situations. In, in, in multiple sports, by the way. No yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, listen. In, enjoy enjoy Sabres Bruins tonight. Hopefully we'll enjoy it a little bit more on our end here. The Goatheads. Well, you got to be wary of the Goathead, Evan. The Sabres are wearing their black Goathead jerseys tonight. They typically play well oh. and score a lot of goals in that jersey. Okay. All right. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> all right, buddy. All right. I know you got to run. Thank you very much for this today. We always appreciate you having you on. Anytime, guys. Anytime. All right, Evan Lazar, Patriots.com, Easy Lazar over on Twitter. Follow him over there. He does really good stuff. All 22 breakdown. Check him out. Always good to have him on. All right, we're going to take a time out here. Let's uh, come back. And, Joe, let's, let's get back on this MVP conversation for a second. But also, how about the schedule? I mean, man, lots of stuff on the table, playoff scenarios, the schedule, what it looks like in Week 18. We can do all of that here on the Extra Point Show on WGR. I think every single day, every single show this week that I'm on, I need to say the following to all of you. We do not know when the Bills are playing Week 18 against the Miami Dolphins, and we will not know until Sunday afternoon or probably Sunday night. Yeah. The NFL does not decide that until Sunday later in the day. In fact, last year, I went back and looked. Here's how, what they did last year. The NFL announced the primetime games week 18. That's Saturday at 4.30, Saturday at 8.30. I think 4.30, either way. The evening game and the night game. And the Sunday night game. They announced that late Sunday night after week 17 games. And then they left open-ended all of the time slots for the Sunday afternoon games and didn't announce those till Monday last year. Yeah. Like, this happens every year. Where people, I get it, I get it, Joe. Like, hey, look, it affects all of us. We have a broadcast to do. We have no idea what day we're working. We have no idea, I have no idea what day we're traveling. And in fact, I'm with all of you. I'm not telling you you shouldn't be upset or frustrated and want to know. I get it. But 
I'm just letting everybody know there is no secret, oh, it's under wraps and the NFL knows and the Bills know and Sal knows. That's not the case. They do not decide it. I'm sure they have plans on if certain scenarios go certain ways. But, Joe, nobody knows. I've asked people. It's just, hey, they'll know when things start to unfold on Sunday. Yeah. I try to give my best guess to people because that's kind of what people got to do, right? Like if you're mm-hmm. if you're traveling to Miami for the game, you kind of have to guess versus when it's Saturday versus Sunday. I don't think Sunday night would affect a lot of people, um, right? But I, I know people that like had to just say, okay, we're just gonna we're just gonna say that it's more likely than not that they're either playing Sunday night or they're playing Sunday afternoon. So we're traveling midday, uh, early on Saturday, so that the only game really that you get screwed on would be the, like, what, 4 o'clock? There's a 4 o'clock Saturday game. Do I have that right? Um, that is correct. Yeah. So like you kind of have to, I guess, accept that risk if you're if you're going down there, or you could just try to get there on Friday, which I know not everybody can do. But, yeah, you just kind of have to, I think, take your best guess at it, and you might have to be flexible. If somehow that game does get moved to Saturday, which is not impossible, by the way. I looked last year when trying to figure this out for someone that mm-hmm. the Chief Raider game last year, which you might remember it because Bills fans would have been rooting for the Raiders in that game. Um, yep. I think the one seed would have still been alive, but the yep. Raiders weren't playing for anything. Well, that's possible. I mean, you could have a similar situation for Bills Dolphins where. The Bills are kind of locked in to the six or even the seven, but one mm-hmm. of those two. They've clinched a playoff spot, but Miami beats Baltimore. So you could have Week 18 be Miami's playing for the one seed. Bills aren't really playing for all that much, and that's the same. That's a very similar situation to what got put into the 4:30 game on Saturday last year. So you just kind of have to be flexible because there's a that game could mean. A ton of different things in the could mean the division could mean that could mean nothing. I think you know we won't really know until after Bills Dolphins. We don't even have a good guess. I don't think until the Bills and Dolphins have both finished their games on Sunday. That's exactly right. And by the way, it is four thirty on Saturday. That game, not four o'clock. But you're right. And if you want to say what are chances, well, look, there's sixteen games next weekend. Yeah, all but yeah. two of them are on Sunday. Right. Yeah. So for, the chances are 14 out of 16 you're going to play on Sunday. But to the point of what games do they put on Saturday, they don't just put games on Saturday that mean nothing. Right. Both those games last year. You know what the other game was last year on Saturday? Do you, did you look at that? I th- I don't have it in front of me. Was it the was it, was it AFC South? It was whoever wins is the champion of the AC, AFC South. Whoever right. loses is out of the playoffs. Yeah, Jags and, uh, Jags and Titans, right? Yep. Yeah. That's exactly right. So, so let's just play this out for a second. Look at the week 18 schedule. Mm-hmm. All right. Let me give you a scenario. Okay. If the Bills and Dolphins game is for the AFC East, but both teams are both teams are in the playoffs regardless or highly, highly likely. Even yep. That's not completely clinched for the Bills. But the game is for the AFC East. But you look around and there are other games like Cleveland-Cincy where Cincy has to win or in. Or... Houston Indy, where one of those teams has to win or in. Or give me one more. Um, uh, there's the, there's N- the, one N- the NFC South game is going to matter, right? Yes. The, uh, Falcons and... Uh, Jacksonville, Tennessee. Like Jacksonville's got to win or in. What is more likely, then, to be put on Sunday night football in that scenario? The win and in, there's one team winning in, 
or there's a division title on the line? I think it's division title. I think, and I think it is. I mean, I, I'd want to look. I, I could have done this already. I could look at like previous examples. Last year was a weird year, right? Where they almost never have an, a situation where a team could be playing for nothing and being Sunday Night Football, and that happened last year. But that wasn't normal. Um, I'd want to look I back. Think at it past might, whoa, whoa, years. I think it might have happened two years ago too. Wasn't there a Did thing it? because the the Eagles? Wait, wait. Wasn't the Eagles because they they wound up playing like there was like a? Oh, was it two years Let's ago? See. I'm sorry, maybe I'm wrong here. Okay. Anyway, I thought there was a year one year where there was a controversy about how the Eagles played it because they kind of rested everybody in the second oh, half or something. Oh, yeah. They, everyone they they took uh, they took Hertz out. Right and they yes, yes. and everyone accused them of tanking. Yeah, I remember yes. that. Um, I'm trying to find that too. But either way, I think it makes more sense. Like if I'm an executive at NBC and I'm getting my final Sunday night broadcast of the year, I want the best game possible. I want the best ratings. I want the most on the line. And okay, well I've got all these options that are going to have something on the line. Well, let's look around at them. Mm-hmm. Browns and Bengals. That that game right might only mean something for one team. And I've got Jake Browning versus Joe Flacco. Although Flacco's been pretty uh pretty hot as an idea mm-hmm. lately. Um Texans and Colts. Like that's the other one where it means something for two teams. And well, okay. I got, you know, n- nice young rookie in CJ Stroud, but I got Gardner Minshew. I got an AFC South game on Sunday Night Football. Like, it's not really these big names. It's not these big brands. And it's a division that a lot of people don't really find that interesting. And then the NFC South, I mean, Desmond Ritter. No, it's not a Ritter. It's a Heineke. Taylor Heineke against the lowly Saints. Just to me, man, If I don't know that they would get what they want. But if I'm an NBC executive, I'm going to the NFL and be like, the game I want and not like the game you're going to give me is Bills and Dolphins. So, you know, depends how much power maybe the the TV broadcast has cuz to me, the game the country would watch the most and if that's what I'm trying to do is maximize ratings would be a Bills Dolphins division game with the division on the line. Yeah, I think that's right. And by the way, the AFC South, that's the Saturday special, baby. That's Wild Card oh, Weekend, yeah. too. Wild yeah. Card Weekend, and even last year, Week 18, it just played out so perfectly. The NFL loves itself some AFC South on Saturdays late in the season. Yeah, we didn't. Did, and, in maybe, the, and in the postseason. Maybe I just missed you mentioned this, too, but the other one um, that could mean something for both teams is if Pittsburgh is still alive for the playoffs, mm-hmm. and Baltimore is still fighting for the one seed. Those two teams play each other, and it wouldn't be a direct correlation for what's valuable to each team, but both teams would be playing for something, too. Well, there is one more, too. Green Bay and Minnesota. Um, yes. Okay, oh, that's yeah, week... Oh, wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry, not Green Bay and Minnesota. That's week 17. What's the Minnesota game? Who does Minnesota play? There's oh, someone they play they're playing, too. Detroit. Okay, it's not them. Who is it? There was another one I looked in the NFC, and I said that could wind up meaning something. Maybe not. Oh, Atlanta, New Orleans, right? Yeah, we talked about Atlanta, New Orleans. Which, by the way, okay. it's not a guarantee. We I keep mentioning like that game could be for the NFC South. It's not a guarantee that it will be, because at the moment, Tampa Bay mm-hmm. is, the, yes. is the top of that division. And there's an outcome where they beat New Orleans this week, and New Orleans is already dead. They they can't they can't win the NFC yeah. South. So and then um who's the other team I just mentioned that's in that? Atlanta. Atlanta plays Chicago. They don't have to win that game. So mm. as much as that game could be for the NFC South, it's also very possible both teams are already dead for the NFC South. The other part about the last two weeks I've been thinking about, 
it majorly impacts next year's schedule. Now, it's only three games, but the teams yeah. between the Bills and Dolphins, how they finish, if you win the AFC East this year, if you win the AFC East, you're getting the AFC West champion at home, and you have to travel to the AFC North champion, and you have to travel to the NFC North champion. So if you win the East this year, the Bills division, you get Kansas City at home, you're going to travel to Detroit to take on the Lions, and you're going to travel to probably Baltimore. If you don't and you get second place, you're getting Denver at home, and you're traveling to Minnesota or Green Bay, and you're traveling to Cleveland or Cincinnati. I mean, and then since obviously Cincinnati's good, but mm-hmm. that's a pretty big difference, Joe, between those three groups of teams. Yeah. There's a lot that can, man, the, uh, the ESPN, I'm lost in the ESPN playoff machine, which, by the way, is finally back working. It's like finally the, working. Yeah, it took like two days off. Like, what are we doing? This is the time of the year where we're, we're, <laughs> switching, we're switching from all the odd sites to the matchup sites. Yes, I love it. All right, we'll take a timeout. One final timeout. We'll come back here, wrap things up on a Wednesday. Bill's on the practice field for a walkthrough shortly here at One Bill's Drive. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. All right, down here at One Bills Drive, but we have some breaking news in the NFL in the Mile High City, Joe. Yeah, Ian Rappaport is reporting that the Broncos are strongly considering having Russell Wilson sit for the final two games, preserving financial flexibility for the offseason. Wilson has $37 million in salary that vests in March of 2024. If he suffered a serious injury, it would complicate matters. That's what Rappaport writes, which... Basically, all of that is code for they're going to bench him because they want to move on from him and they don't want him to get injured and have that money get guaranteed. Right? Is that a good read of it? Oh, absolutely it is. Which is, that is something. I mean, kind of a weird, rocky relationship, right? Where he was a punchline last year and then, okay, Sean Payton's going to come save the day. And it looked like that was kind of happening, right? Like, he wasn't Seattle Mm -hmm. Russell Wilson, but he was playing a lot better than last year. But then you had this spat a couple weeks ago where Peyton was screaming at him on the sidelines. And a couple weeks later, it's, oh, well, they're probably, they're, you know, starting the... The, the momentum towards moving on from him. I got to think that's mm-hmm. Sean Payton doesn't think this guy has enough to, to win for him. And they're not even dead from the division 
Or the playoffs, right. for that matter, of course, right? They right. could win their last two games the way that the, the Chiefs are playing. Who knows? I mean, you'd have to have you win two, they lose two, all that kind of stuff. But, man, actually, no. No, they could make it. I don't. I think they can't win the division. The Raiders can. The Raiders, But they can still yeah, make the playoffs. Right. They're only a game out of the playoffs, right? So, yeah, you're right. By the way, I still can't can't believe the Bills lost to that team. I can't believe the Bills lost to yeah. this team, the team they're playing this week, the New England Patriots. Uh, and, by the way, the other part of this is the, the what they're doing – yeah. Didn't the Bills do this with Tyrod Taylor at the end of his career? In the, the game where the like Rex game. was... The, yeah. the, yes, Cardale Jones played at the yeah. Jets. That's the Mike Gillisley um, kickoff game yes. in New York. EJ started the game, Speaking, and I think Cardell came in yes. like, in the second quarter. Yeah, and Tyrod didn't play because right there was injury stuff. That could have happened. Speaking of Tyrod, he is now the quarterback for the New York Jets. The Giants. He is the, uh, he's been named the starting yes. quarterback for the New York Giants. They yes, have moved is. on. From starting Tommy DeVito. Sabres live up next, and it's one Bills live. Show up with the Bulldog at 3 o'clock here on WGR. Uh, Joe and I will be back tomorrow, and we'll have more of an update on the Bills as we head towards the game against the Patriots on Sunday. Enjoy the rest of your Wednesday. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.